Hi, welcome to Metro by T-Mobile. Hi, my dad is in serious need of an upgrade. Yeah, my phone's a fossil. He needs a new phone and a new network, stat. Well, when he switches to Metro, he can get an amazing iPhone 7 with HD Retina display for just $99.99 after ID validation. Wow, $99.99? Bye-bye, fossil. Requires porting of eligible number not currently active on T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. With validation of ID, an independent database limit for per account slash household. 32 gigabyte model only. See store for details and terms and conditions. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. My name is Kathy Brox, and this is Let Us Thank God Radio, LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And we are ready for the show, baby. We're doing something a little bit different today. You'll hear me singing the love message that God has for you. Amen. Glory to God. The title of this message is, If You Alive, It Ain't Too Late. If you're alive, it ain't too late. Oftentimes we forget and we think that we can wait. So remember, if you're alive, it ain't too late. You are my peace. You are my delight. Lord God, I worship you. Lord God, I worship you. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I worship you. You are my love, you are my strong tower. Lord God, I worship you. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. Thank you, Lord, you're the Holy One. Lord God, I worship you. Lord God, I worship you. Giving God all the praise, the glory, and the honor. God is in love with you today, yesterday, and forevermore. There is no other God, amen, that is higher than the Lord God Almighty. Jesus is Lord. Oftentimes you hear the enemy try and insert his name where the name of the Lord belongs when you're worshiping. Ignore it. Don't even say the name. Say the name of Jesus only. Don't say the enemy's name. He's trying to get you to worship him. He ain't made nothing. And he stole his power. And he stole his power from you. So if you fear, that means that he has the power of fear over you. If you cower, if you uh, have bursts of anger, that's the enemy tempting you and pushing you and egging you on to be mean and crude and disgusting to people. All that anger and you you start hitting on your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend because women hit too. But you're being influenced by the enemy. So if somebody tells you, hey, I don't like to be touched that way and you get upset, you're being influenced by the enemy. Because clearly they're saying, hey, I don't like that. Don't do that. Or they grimacing or they moving away from you. They're telling you with their body language, I don't like to be touched that way. And the reason is because they're waiting on their spouse. They don't want to be touched because being touched in an intimate way is something for a marriage and a marriage only. And they're doing their best to save themselves. And whereas you may know them as being someone who's promiscuous at one time, but when they give their life to Jesus Christ, they are... The old things have passed away and they have their 
have been made new. You'll find that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So the best thing you can do for yourself and for them is allow them to change and to become a better person. Because when you hinder someone from becoming a better person, you then become responsible for that action because you led them into temptation. And the word of God says, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. You'll find that in the book of Matthew chapter 6, and I believe it's verse 12. And so you, you when you go against the word of God, you come up against the wrath of God because he says, hey, I'll bless you when you say what I say and do what I do and do as I tell you to do. But when you do the opposite of what I tell you to do, then you bring the curses upon yourself. And so that's what Adam and Eve did when they went against God in the book of Genesis in chapter three. They went against God. And I talked about this yesterday. They went against God. And what happened was they ended up cursing themselves. And so God had to provide a sacrifice to pay the punishment for their disobedience. And so he found that in a form of his son, Jesus, which would be several hundred years before Jesus would even come into the earth. Because before Jesus came into the earth, God had to prepare the hearts of man to receive this man, to receive this, this person, Jesus, because if they didn't believe in the beginning that the Lord was for them and that God had a plan for their life, how can they believe if God was to put someone before them suddenly without preparation, they would not believe him. They will not believe him. They'll be like, well, you look just like me. Hey, you ain't no different than I am. Because they had suffered long and because they had heard continually about the soon coming relief, they were able to receive. And it began when um, Eve and Adam, when Eve gave God a man. And so often in the Bible, it actually says that God had another opportunity because Eve gave God a man. In a form of Seth. And Seth's lineage evoked the spirit of worship. His son began to worship instantly. And so, and he began, without anybody else around him worshiping, he just began to say, Hallelujah, the Lord is worthy of all the glory. And that just came right up out of his belly, right up. Out of his heart, glory, hallelujah, the Lord God almighty is worthy. Now, for Jews, you'll call him Adonai. The word Adonai means almighty. So you are accustomed to hearing Almighty Adonai. And so, and, um, you'll, you're here in some spirituals, old African spirituals, southern spirituals, where they begin to worship the Lord instantly and they begin to talk about how good the God, how good the Lord is and the love of Jesus. When you go back into some of the history of America and some of the evangelists, you'll see back in the 1500s that they went over to places like the Port Ivory over in um, the Sudan over in that area. And they began to bring the Bible and bring faith into the country. But before they came, of course, robbers and looters came and to put the people into slavery. And that happened like around, I think 11, it's recorded around 1100. But it took another 400 years before the uh, salvation would come into the land. But during all that time, um, the people, kings and queens, were being taken out of their homes and brought to America and turned into slaves and being raped and beat and pillaged. And a lot of people are wondering, well, 
why would if all that happened and God is a good God and he sent his son to save the whole world then why slavery well those Africans did not even believe in Jesus because they had not heard the word so they themselves were actual sinners you're like well so God allowed that God allowed them to be brought to America so that they could hear the gospel. He didn't tell them to be enslaved. That just happened to be a consequence of what had happened. You're like, well, Kathy, where do you find that? Because it actually happened. Now, God doesn't like punishing people. He does not like enslaving people. However, all of mankind was cursed when Adam sinned. So you like, slavery is Adam's fault? Yep. Slavery is Adam's fault because he disobeyed the Lord. Adam was blessed beyond measure. Adam was blessed beyond measure. He did not toil. He did not suffer for anything. But when he denied God, when he followed the advice and the voice of another, he took on the curse of that thing. I told you that yesterday. Slavery is a demonic thing. It's a demonic thing. But Adam messed up. It's like Say for example, if you here's a here's a real world example. If your dad goes to work and he earns a paycheck, right? And with that paycheck, instead of coming home and paying the bills and buying some food for the house, he goes and gambles that paycheck thinking, if I gamble it, I can get three times as much and then I can go get this, this, and this, and I can still pay the bill. But instead of winning, he loses. And this is a third week in a row he done lost his paycheck to gambling. So what would you call him? He He's addicted to gambling. And also, he's a fool. Because he listened to the voice of the enemy telling him that he he can gain three times as much by gambling and not paying his tithes and not providing for his house. And so not only is he hungry again for a third week in a row, but his family is hungry and that they got to go beg for food. But God, see the blessing says that we do not beg nor borrow. We don't beg for food and we don't beg for somebody to pay our rent. God provided that already. But when this man went out or this woman went out and decided to gamble away their uh, provisions they were unwise which is the same thing that Adam did he gambled away his provisions that God had already instilled in him he gambled away his headship he gambled away his headship when he listened to uh, Lucifer who had became Satan he also knew that Lucifer had gotten kicked out of heaven he knew that and yet he listened to him anyway he listened to him anyway he was aware that he should not take from that tree he was aware so oftentimes we'll listen to a familiar voice, which is somebody we know, rather than listen to the true voice, which is wisdom, which is, comes from the Lord. Here's another example of wisdom. Your mom and dad tell you, hey, you can play out in front of the house, but don't cross the street because the cars be coming real fast and I don't want you to get hurt. Your ball rolls across the street. Your mom and daddy said, the ball rolls across the street, come in, tell me, and then I'll go get it. Your ball rolls across the street instead of coming to tell them because your friends will be like, you scared, you scared, you know you should go, you can go, you can go and get that ball, ain't nothing gonna happen to you, ain't nothing gonna happen to you. You scared, you little chicken, you six years old. And your friends are like five and six years old and they egging you on. They the devil at this point because they letting the devil speak to them. You're like six years old. You don't know no better. Yes, you do. You know right from wrong at the age, right from wrong at the age of six. Mommy and daddy tell you to do something. That means you're supposed to do it. Whatever they tell you to do, you're supposed to do it. Because you know in these six years that you've been alive, you've been managed to stay alive because you've been obeying mommy and daddy. But when your friends tell you to go against mommy and daddy, then you know you're in for some trouble. But then you get pride all up in you and you're going, man, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want them to call me no chicken. I'm going to go ahead and go across the street and go and get my ball. And so you go across the street, you look in both ways, you think it is a big street, man, that's a long way, but. 
can make it. I can make it. They're like, go ahead, go ahead, boy. Chicken, chicken. And so you make it. You make it across the street. You get your ball, and you're like, I got it, ha ha ha. And you run across, and you don't look both ways, all because you did not obey your parents. The same thing with Adam. He did not obey his heavenly father, which is his creator and his parent. He named him. Anything you name, you, you become responsible for. Adam was a son, but he's a son of God. Meaning God created him. The, the very breath that is in him, that is the breath of God that was breathed into him. And we are both male and female called sons. But we had to be adopted through the blood of Jesus because Adam sinned. Meaning God, when Adam turned from God, he cut himself off from the Lord. He basically walked away. And so when you turn your back on something, you snip all ties. You got to be re-engrafted in. It's kind of like a long lost son, prodigal son. Remember the prodigal son? He went and gambled all his money away and had all kinds of prostitutes. And when he spent every cent, all his friends was gone. They wouldn't even feed him. They wouldn't even give him a drink of water. He went around getting a job, working, feeding pigs and falling into slops. And he's like, man, if I go home, I can get you know, better than this. I can at least get some decent food. You know, he's like, man, you know, the pigs eat better than I do. So he like, man, let me go home and go and just work for my dad and whatnot. And I'll be cool. So he took his own hungry butt home and the dad sees him coming out from a long way away. And the dad runs and puts a, a beautiful coat on him, kissing and hugging on him, having a party cause he back. He didn't deserve that good treatment. Just like we don't deserve that good treatment. But God has given it to us anyway. Through the blood of his son Jesus Christ. And Adam failed. Because he disobeyed the Lord. And that, and you. In, in the example of that kid. That kid got hurt. Because they disobeyed their parent. They disobeyed the one that gave them life. That birthed them into this earth. Just like Adam did. The same sin. It's the same sin disobedience so Adam's disobedience went down to every seed that would ever be birthed in this world every human being was born into sin because of one person the first head Adam and Jesus had to get back that authority and so Jesus was uh born into the earth in the tool of this body so that he could take the punishment that we couldn't take because his blood was pure and every descendant of Adam's carried the sin of disobedience basically everybody comes into the earth worshiping satan and satan knows it unless you know you receive the word you receive salvation forgiveness of your sins for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god ask any true christian they'll tell you yep when you born into the earth into this earth you're automatically a sinner you like even babies even babies but let's say if a baby was to die you know one day, two days old, whatever, die in the womb. What happens to them? They go to heaven and they get matured to the point of understanding so that they can receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are presented the gospel in heaven as soon as they get there. And all of them accept because they were born and they were born as a human being into this earth and they were born a sinner. So imagine you're an adult, you're a sinner. And you ain't had an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you die. What happens? You go to hell. You go to hell. 
If you don't have salvation, you go to hell. But let's say you never, ever, ever, ever in life receive salvation at all. No one ever presented the gospel to you at all. Not at all. Nobody ever attempted to. Then you get an opportunity for salvation. That's called mercy. God will be merciful to you and he'll present the gospel to you and give you an opportunity to say yes. Now, oftentimes I'll use myself as an example. When I was a little kid, I wanted to get saved, but I couldn't because the preacher said I wasn't old enough to get saved. That was a lie. I was old enough. I was old enough. I was seven years old. He's like, you had to be 12. It's like 12. Man, you can die before 12. And this was my young mind thinking, you can die before 12. Why are you going to make me wait till I'm 12? He's like, oh, you got to be of the age of understanding. At 12, you don't understand like an adult. You have some, you have some adult thoughts, like right from wrong, because you're entering into puberty. But you should never make a child wait till they're 12 years old for salvation. If they want to get saved, if they have four. And they want to get saved at the age of four. That means they understand enough. That means the Lord is prompting them to get saved. That means you should let them get saved. So I'm telling you this now. Let your kids get saved in the name of Jesus. They'll let you know when they're ready. They'll be like, I want Jesus. They hear the call. They ought to call. They'll start saying it. You start hearing them praising God. They ready. (laughs) Tell your kids about Jesus. He loves them. And he wants them in his kingdom. And so I say all that to say is that God wants you to start preparing your family to receive life. Because Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. And you don't want to be held accountable for not telling your kids about Jesus. Don't hold it back from them. Don't think, oh, well, they got time. They got time. Uh Uh-uh. Look, young people are dying every day. And oftentimes from things that ain't they fault. Oftentimes they good kids and they, you know, they consider good kids. They, they do what they supposed to do. They go to school. They do their homework. They nice to their little brothers and sisters. They nice to their teachers and whatnot. They're decent kids, but they don't know Jesus. When they die, they go to hell. Why? Cause they, they're above the age of understanding. They had an opportunity to receive the gospel if you had it presented to them, but you thought, Oh, well, we're going to let them make their own choices when they become an adult. Too late. Too late. You need to let them know now why they are in the earth. Tell your kids about Jesus. Tell him. Tell them about the love of the Lord. Don't wait. You see Satan waiting? No, he ain't waiting. He killing them as fast as he can. He giving them Uzis. He giving them knives. He putting all kinds of pornography in their face. You think he waiting? Nope. He trying to indoctrinate them as fast as he can. Because he know that you... You good Christian. You saved man and woman of God. You just waiting. Just waiting. Waiting for them to get ready. To be ready to receive the gospel. If they breathing they are ready. If they ain't breathing then it's too late. Tell your kids about the love of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you want to know the Lord. You can. If you want to know the Lord, you can. I should actually say, when you want to know the Lord, he's here. When you want to receive his love, he's here. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Let's do that right now. Say this. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I repent of my sins and I receive forgiveness for all of my sins. I renounce Satan and receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, teach me how to live for you all the days of my life. Heavenly Father, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues. Lord God, whatever you want to do, I want to do, and I want to become your great friend. Instruct me on what to do. Give me an order, Lord God. I am living for you. I know you'll never tell me to do harm to anyone, and I thank you, Lord God, that I have your mind and your heart, that you dwell in me, O Lord God, and I in you. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That would be you. Amen. You a new creature. Amen. Don't even think on the old things. Just trust God and he'll lead the way. Read your Bible, the Holy Bible. You can find one on BibleGateway.com. You can get a paper one at the dollar store, the bookstore, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, well, any grocery store carries them now. Amen. To God be the glory. Jesus loves you, beloved. One of y'all got troubles in you. I don't know. If some I, I just felt a pinch. Usually when I feel something in a certain part of my body, um, it's not me. Is somebody out there believing or having some issues. So, we're going to say this now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke pain in the right breast. And I speak life to that breast. And to your whole body in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing now. Amen. Glory to God. You can go on to the doctor and get them to check that out and confirm it. Amen. I don't know who that is, but it was somebody. You healed now. In the name of Jesus. I can feel it coming. I can feel it going. So, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Be healed. Be blessed. You are saved in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Okay, so I got some uh, praise scriptures for you since we've been praising and worshiping a little bit. Do a little bit of impromptu uh, worship in the Lord. Some uh, scriptures for you. Uh, Psalms 63 and 4. Psalms 100 and verse 4. Psalms 134 verse 2. Psalms 141 verse 2 and then 1 Timothy 2 and 8. So that should keep you busy for a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Check out John 4, 23 through 24. And I'm going to read those off for you just so you have them. Just so you, you, you can hear them in your ear and let it marinate in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling that now. Ooh, okay. But you know what I mean. You know how sometimes you hear a song for the first time. You go, oh, you know, that's all right. That's all right. And then you hear it the second time. You go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that one. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. You know, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit. And the third time, you like off your chair going, hey. All right, all right, all right. Oh. Check it out. 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 
Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> I used to play this song. Um, let me see if I can find it. But it goes, I love Jesus. And oh my goodness, I just took to that song. Just, I was just like, oh, oh my goodness. I love it. Because I thought the same thing. <laughs> Oftentimes we're so politically correct that we don't want to say those things. And here it is. We walk around the stores and the grocery stores and in public. And we see people with t-shirts of Jesus name crossed out. Saying things like he ran away or he's dead. And yet we know the truth. Jesus is alive. A-L-I-V-E. But yet we have to let them have their political freedom and their verbal freedom freedom of speech because that's why they come to america to have freedom of speech even if it is to kill our freedom of worship we still have to allow them to have freedom of speech but you know what you ain't gotta let nobody kill your freedom of worship see we rebuke that in the name of jesus you can say the name of the lord all day long if you want to in public and in private you don't need a degree a decree or license to say the name of Jesus on any corner. You can walk up and down the street and say Jesus, 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 Jesus if you want to. There is you have because you have freedom of speech, you have the right to say his name. Now in Chicago there have been people that have been banned from preaching I don't know what this guy was preaching. He was preaching something. And for because of that, because he had a microphone, they started saying, you know, you need a license to do that. We got to approve you for that. This was like 10, 15 years ago. The one thing you can't do in America is promote hate. But you can tell the truth. And so the love of God is not hate. It is the truth. Ruth. Amen. It's the truth. It's the truth. Just like uh, Naomi and Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi and, oh my goodness Naomi and Ruth are two different people in the, in the Bible and both of them had their own truth and Ruth she was like man if I don't if I don't stand up for my Jewish brothers and sisters some God gonna get somebody else and he gonna be really upset with me I want to go into eternity with my father and I don't want to let my uncle down because he been ride or die for me for my whole life and so, of course, she did the right thing. And then Naomi, she's like, man, my husband's dead. My kid, my sons are dead. I ain't got nobody to take care of me. I got to go back home to my people so I can eat. I want to be up here by myself. And her little daughter-in-law like, ma'am, i go with you. She like, no, no, no. I, I, I can't afford to go and try, ask my family to take care of somebody else. Go on back with your family. Your husband dead, which is my son. Gone, gone, gone. And the girl like, no, 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 I'm with you, right or die, sister. I'm with you, right or die. My husband dead. So now you my responsibility. Whatever you need, I'm going to go get it. You just, we 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 stuck like glue. Like glue. We better than glue. We like blood. Your, your, your son's blood was my husband's blood. We blood. We hanging in there. And lo and behold, Naomi blessed this sister. And she ended up marrying Boaz, which was the family member of Naomi and from Boaz came Jesus the house of David <laughs> amen glory to God 
Worship and honor will get you everything. Worship and honor. Honor God, favor God. Listen, hear him, and obey and stay in faith. It'll get you everything. Amen. Honor and obey. Made her a rich woman. She was in poverty and whoop. Honor brought her out of poverty. Hello. Love, honor. Love, honor, and worship brought her out of poverty. Because Naomi began to tell her how to get the heart of this man. Which is her family member. And then he went to the people because he had to go and get permission from the actual, from the people that were closer in relation to the, the deceased son to get permission to marry this widow. And so he had to he had to garner divine favor. Because how many of y'all know people want to test ride something before they say no? You know what they do. They test ride it. But he like, nah, nah, nah. You know, either you giving it up or you not. You know, she has a sweetheart. I love her. I, you know, I'm feeling this one. Nah, you, you can't touch that one. And so they's like, nah, we don't want no more responsibilities. You go ahead. Go ahead. Take her. Take her. We don't, we don't need that. Take her. Take her. Marry her. <laughs> so we got some scriptures for you some worship so you can get the heart well you already got god's heart because you saved amen you got saved yeah and we're giving you these uh scriptures so that you can get uh learn more about god and who you are in him you can garner more favor and you know you want to become god's friend amen you want to become a friend of the lord and so psalms uh psalm 63 and 4 it says Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Amen. Ain't taking no time to not worship. Immediately. That's what you want to do. Immediately give God praise and give him thanks. Get that honor. Get that honor in. Get that thanks in. Amen. Get the blessing of the Lord. He'd be like, cheese. Hey. (laughs) That's my son right there. That's my son. <laughs> it's just, that's my imagination of what God, what Jesus, <laughs> what the Son and the Father are doing in heaven every time we worship. Hey, now. We sing and they, and they snapping along with us. Hey, now. I love the Lord. Yes, he is good. My God is good. And on the other end, they're going, Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get through all these scriptures, right? Amen, amen. Alright, so the next one is uh Psalms one hundred verse four. I'm gonna add verse five in there with it. And it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. That means that even us right now. Newly saved whether today, yesterday, 20 years ago. Or 30, 50, 100 years in the future. The word is still good. His truth still endureth. To all generations. Amen. It even goes beyond a thousand generations. Because it's eternal. Boom. Hallelujah. This is why I say go enter into. into, When you praise God. Just go ahead and say thank you right away. Thank you Jesus. You don't want to skip that. 
Thank you, Lord. Make that the first thing to come out of your mouth. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember how any time you, you, your parents or your grandparents will tell you, when somebody do something for your child, say thank you. Somebody bless you and give you something, say thank you. Say thank you. They pass you a plate while you're sitting down at the table, thank you. They pass the salt, thank you. Although y'all can leave the salt. <laughs> pass the pepper, thank you. Salt is good for certain things. Eh? So we'll say, yeah, thank you to salt. Whatever they pass to you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You get in the habit of saying thank you, just rolls off your tongue. Amen. Like living water. Because <laughs> living water, when it lands, it causes, thing, it, it produces fruit. So you want living water to come up out of your mouth. Those are the, those are blessed words. You want those, you want that blessed word to come up out of your mouth. Thank you. Especially when you're talking to the Lord. Thank you. And when you're talking to one of his people, it is the same as talking to him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Get in the habit of doing that. Get in the habit, get in the habit of saying that. I've been saying thank you since I could speak. I grew up saying thank you. People was like, oh my goodness, these kids are so little and they say thank you. And even if they didn't, I didn't have a choice not to say thank you. It was already ingrained in me. That's what my mother taught me. Thank you. The word is thank you. Pardon me. Thank you. You need to get past. It's pardon me. She even taught us, you don't rub up against nobody. Nobody rubs up against you. You say, pardon me. You wait for them to move. Wait for them to move. And then you make your way. If you need somebody else to move, the word is pardon me. Do not shove them. Do not kick them. Do not punch them. The word is pardon me. May I get past or pardon me. I need to pass. You feel me? And so you want to get in the habit of having those good, uh, a good foundation of thanks, a good foundation of honor and respect. Because as much as we want to be honored and respected, we are to give that honor and respect. You treat people the way you want people to treat you. You love them the way you love yourself. And you love yourself the way Jesus loves you and the way you love him. The way you love the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's how you love other people and how you love yourself. You got to love God first, then you, then others. It doesn't work any other way. You got you got to go to the source. And you, as a saved person in the name of Jesus, you are plugged into the source. So that thank you comes out automatically. A lot of, a lot of people think that uh, the third son of Adam and Eve, Seth, and his offspring didn't didn't have any understanding of who God was. They knew who God was. They were the next generation. They were the third generation. They knew. You're like, but why didn't so-and-so then worship? Shame, guilt. But you got to remember this. The word of God is on the inside of every single person. The spirit of the living God is on the inside of every single person in this entire earth. Whether you've heard the gospel or not, whether you are saved or unsaved in the name of Jesus, the word of God, the spirit of the living God is on the inside of you, which sometimes people get confused with the song when it goes spirit of the living God fall fresh on me. And it should be spirit of the living God rise up in me because he's already on the inside of you. What they're really saying is, Lord, I would love to have an encounter with you right now that's what the song really means 
I would love to have an encounter with you right now. Pour out your love upon me. Pour your glory upon me. But see, I shouldn't say but. And when you begin to worship the Lord, you'll have an encounter with him. You'll feel that that glory falling on you that feels like thick honey and molasses running down your shoulders. You'll feel the touch of Jesus upon your back, his hand on your back. You may even feel him touching your head. He has a Jesus has a, a big man size hand. He has he has a nice size hand, a big hand. He's a he's a he's a nice size hand. It's, he's pretty tall too. He ain't no shorty. He's pretty tall. But for all his physical features that I'm describing to you, just because I'm I'm kinda in love with him. Can't help myself. Just when I see him, I kind of fall to pieces. Just like, wow. He's just cute. I just, you're like, your God is cute. Yes. I'm so excited about getting to heaven. I, I kid you not. You're like, Kathy, but I thought you thought he was married. But that, that doesn't mean that I can't say, Lord, what you got for me makes you kind of look like you. I. That's why the guy that I'm kind of the guy that I'm into, <laughs> I keep praying. I'll be like, "Yeah, you look just like Jesus." It's so funny that when I first saw him, I was like, "Oh, dang, he he got some Jesus features." And I I started comparing. I started lining their faces up in my mind. <laughs> I started lining his face up in my mind with Jesus' face. You know, how you merge the pictures. <laughs> and I was, I was lining the face up with Jesus' picture. <laughs> And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm smitten. What the freak? Oh my goodness. I was just too, I was just outdone. I was like, oh my goodness. Very close. <laughs> Ask Jesus. He, he gets tickled that I think he's so handsome. He gets so tickled that I think he's so so gorgeous. He may not. I mean, he's told some people because some people thought it was offensive for me because like oh, she's lusting after Jesus. I would rather lust after Jesus than to lust after a man because he said if you lust upon a person, you have sinned. However, my desires for him are just. Out, he's my bridegroom. <laughs> Anyway, when you see Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. Dudes, y'all know too. Y'all be like, dang, Jesus, you buffed. You straight buffed. Anyway, don't be. <laughs> get to know the person first. I right? get to know the person. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I get so tickled every time I think about Jesus. I get so tickled. I just, the other day, I just, I was at church. And I couldn't, I could not stop laughing. I could not stop laughing. Okay, so this is how I started. And you won't, you might have to look these scriptures up yourself. But this is how I started. I was, I was, uh, and you're listening to LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Okay, so this is how I started. I was uh, watching church. And then all of a sudden, the devil started bugging me about this dude. And I don't really know the dude. You know, he like one of them superstars. But we have like a lot of stars that come to the church. But when they come, they regular folk. We don't, we don't 
We really don't care what movie you made. We don't care what song you made. How you doing with Jesus? And that's what we tell them. Look, uh, and some of them be expecting to be, you know, flagged down and flogged and chased. Uh, you in the house of God. You are not more important than Jesus. Get that out your head. To us, you're a person. Whether you black or white, we don't care. And <laughs> so we treat people like regular folk. You, you regular folk in the church. You regular folk, regular folk, regular people. Regular people. You want some chicken? You hungry? You want some water? You regular folk, all right? Regular folk, regular people. That ain't no gang term. I'm just saying. Some people from the north, some people from the south. From the south say folk. <laughs> you regular people. <laughs> you regular people, right? And so people be coming into the church. And they famous. And a lot of them be shocked that they don't get knocked down dude you study in the bible we gonna let you do that you heard that bible you and your relationship with god is more important than any photograph any autograph any any of you listening to somebody's track is more important than some movie role dude your relationship with jesus is far more important than any one of us please we gonna back up out the way sister and let you do your thing get in with jesus Matter of fact, we expect you to jump up. Hallelujah. If the if the if the spirit moves you, you want to praise the Lord, go right ahead. We're gonna be praising him with you, so we ain't gonna really be looking at you. <laughs> and so that's how it is when you come to church. And most churches you'll go to, they'll be like, Look, you welcome, come on in. The word is free and it's flowing. God is flowing up in this place, so you know what I'm saying? And you know, enjoy your enjoy your time with the Lord because that's far more important than anything. We we respect the fact that you're famous and you you know you made it. You 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 know you you made some progress. But what's your progress with the Lord? So that for us, that's more important. You know, congrats. You know, you got some money. That means you can move faster. Cool. But as long as you got a relationship with God, we straight. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, you got us going. We in tongues for your soul. Lord, we know he rich and we know what you say about them. Oh, my goodness. Ain't nothing wrong with being rich. Being rich is a blessing. But rich without salvation, you're going to go to hell. No matter how much money you get. Remember the rich man in Lazarus? Lazarus, the poor dude who worshiped and honored God, went to heaven. The rich dude, whose name is not even mentioned, went to hell and didn't take none of his money. So he was a poor dude with a poor soul in hell. A rich dude that became a poor dude who lost his soul. And you got Lazarus, who's a poor dude, who became a rich dude, rich blessed man, who moved into a mansion in heaven. But on the earth, he couldn't even afford more than a cot. Matter of fact, the cot was the rich dude's cot. And he wouldn't even let him in to get warm from the cold. It was one of his servants. Anyway, I'm just saying. Your relationship with the Lord is important. Worship is important. Give God thanks and honor him. And when you find, when you see some famous people, ask them, do they know Jesus? Don't be afraid to ask them. If they don't, lead them in a prayer. Tell them about Jesus and lead them into a prayer of repentance so that they, their soul can be saved. So that they can receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and enter into heaven just like you. Talk to them. Love on them. Be a blessing to them. And I'm going real long with it. Okay, so let me. 
This is Matt Raj, fourth generation owner of Community Coffee. My great-grandfather named it Community, just out of appreciation and respect for his friends and neighbors. And for 100 years, our family has been about two things, great tasting coffee and great people. And as America's number one family-owned retail coffee brand, we believe it's our responsibility to continue to give them the best tasting coffee experience possible. And it's why we're excited for you to discover your new favorite blend. Look for Community Coffee at a store near you. With Long John Silver's $10 C-Shares, you can choose from our fish, chicken, shrimp, or crab cakes and get enough for your crew to share. Each for just $10. Long John Silver's. Fish, yeah! Do you video game till your thumbs hurt? Binge till your eyes burn? Guess what? You're a speed freak. You need Files 500 meg internet by Frontier. It's just $39.99 a month plus taxes and fees with a one-year price guarantee on service fee and no annual commitment. Let us guide the speed freak in you. Visit Frontier.com slash speed for complete offer details. Frontier. Don't go it alone. Limited time offer speed not guaranteed. Depends on many factors. Install equipment fees, surcharges, taxes, and other fees are subject to change. Frontier terms and conditions apply. Subject to availability. With Long John Silver's $10 C-Shares, you can choose from our fish, chicken, shrimp, or crab cakes and get enough for your crew to share. Each for just 10 bucks. Long John Silver's. Fish, yeah! You listen to LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Around the city, around the world. Let us thank God radio. <laughs> 